Okay, okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and we are back with part two of the Summer League review. And you know, we got to go back. We're going to do pick 17 through 30 this time. You know, and then, the, then part three is going to be coming very soon. We're going to do the whole, probably the entire second round all together for part three. Because, I mean, a lot of the second rounders, they either didn't play or there wasn't much to talk about. So we don't really have to give them too high a review talk go into too much detail but enough rambling on let's keep it going with the 17th pick you have trey murphy now trey murphy balled out trey murphy played extremely well um my draft grade for trey murphy is a a uh six eight six nine shooting guard small four out of virginia you know he came he's an older prospect came out as a junior but um he showed out in the summer league you know he, he he came out he did his thing received first team all summer league honors uh went about he, he averaged about 16 7 3 two steals and a block on some really really good shooting he was 50 40 um 90 shooting but that doesn't even say enough because he was actually 56, 44, 100 shooting splits, which was amazing because, you know, he went out there. He was going out there to get buckets and be just a good 3 and D player. That's what people thought he was. I definitely, like I said, I, I, watch, I love watching him play, play. I thought he would be a good fit for the Pelicans. But they thought he was going to be just, you know, the prototypical 3 and D player. Um, a lot of people had doubts on him because his numbers at Virginia weren't that great. He was a 50-40-90 player his last year in uh, Virginia, but he only averaged like 11 points a game. The volume wasn't too high. So everybody was like, um, it kind of looked like, you know, usually when players come out and they're older, the same concerns that they had with Davion Mitchell is like, uh, the first couple years he wasn't a good shooter, and then the last year he had a good shoot. He was he had a really good shooting year, so it's kind of like a, oh he just had a one good year. It's not consistent. It's not going to translate and everything like that. So that's always um worries. But after seeing the summer league, it looks like those people what those people said like a lot of the scouts that were doubting him and saying, I mean they that they put too much weight into his college like his last year of college and. Yeah, they they were wrong because he, he he balled out. He he looked good on defense, showed good switchability. His size, like I say, he's six eight six nine. His size allowed him to guard multiple positions. Uh, so he he looks like he's gonna be a legit multi positional defender. Shot forty, like I said, forty four percent from the three. Even though it's not likely, obviously he's gonna shoot forty four percent from the three as his as a rookie, but. It shows the potential that he will be a good shooter, and he will he has more to his game than just three and D. He was a good 3 and D player, obviously, because he shot real well, played really good defense, but he also showed that he could score in other ways, creating for himself. So I think this was a real good sleeper pick. I think it's because he dropped further than a lot of people thought he would because they weren't sure. Um, then at 18, <coughs> excuse me, we have Trey. May oh, did I get my grade for Trey Murphy? I th if I didn't, if I just in case I didn't, I give him an A. I give him an A, first team all summer league, balled out, outplayed his position, A. eight Number 18, draft 18, uh, pick number 18, um, Trey Mann. Trey Mann out of Florida. He's a 6'5 guard. Came out as a sophomore. We're supposed to be a skill scorer, you know, with good size and solid defender who had good instincts. That's, that's what he was projected to be. 
Um, they were saying he was going to be a, he plays the lanes. He, you know, good def- I mean, team defender, everything else like that. But he didn't really play well in the summer league. He only had nine, four and a half, three and a half assists, one still one block on pretty bad shooting splits of 24% from the field, 0% from the three. He did shoot 100% from the um, free throw line. I think he shot about like 1.4, 1.5 a game. Um, it was roughly around a little over one free throw a game, and he shot 100%. So he was getting to the line a little bit, and he did capitalize whenever he got there. But everything else, he wasn't he wasn't looking good out there. He was less than ideal. Um, he really, you know, I really don't have much to say about him. Cause he only played, cause that's the thing. He only played two games. So he had those shooting splits, but he only played two games. But then there was like, he had personal reasons. They didn't disclose what happened, but he got pulled for personal reasons. He didn't play for the rest of summer league. Um, he didn't look good defensively at all. He looked like they people were taking advantage of him defensively. He struggled, um, taking care of the ball, had a lot of turnovers, there weren't a lot of positives in those two games. So that's why I probably have to get – I can't give him a good grade because even though it's possible that those personal matters he had to take care of affected his play, I, I'm i not sure not because we don't know what the actual personal matters are. So I can just grade him based off of what I saw. And based off of what I saw, I give him a D t- um, as a grade because, like I said, you saw the – you heard the shooting clips. I just explained them to you. And there weren't any positives. Like he didn't, he didn't look good. Like all the things he was supposed to be a skill scorer, didn't couldn't score the ball out there. Supposed to be a good team defender, but you know they say he could play the pass lanes, be a good team defender. But he was getting exploited and attacked on defense, and it's just. I, there, and then you can't even take care of the ball. You were just out there turning the ball over. I can't really say too many positives, so I got to give him a D. Um, but moving on to number 19, Kai Jones. Now, Kai Jones is someone I am a really big fan of. If you listen to the last draft um, with a mock draft and then the post draft podcast, I was a very big fan of Kai Jones. I really like Kai Jones's game. Um, he's a 6'10", 6'11", big out of Texas, you know, came out as a sophomore and everything. He expanded on his game a little more. He was, you know, he played a six man for a good portion of the year. Texas used him in a weird way. They used both him and Greg Brown in these weird ways where they used them as combo for. So Greg Brown is another player I'm really high on. I really like, even though he slipped to the second round, we'll talk about him in the next podcast, but Greg Brown and Kai Jones, um, both played the three, they played the four, they played the five. And at 6'10", you're a big man. He's supposed to be a big man, but he's also playing the small forward. So, and he showcased he can handle the ball a little bit, which is which is good. And that's, that's, that's promising, but it's not like an elite level or a really good level. It's just like, okay, we see he might be able to go that route if he develops properly. So at Texas, it, it was a weird fit. But um, in the summer league, he didn't play like great. But he played good enough. He had, he averaged 10, 9, you know, 1.6 assists a game, just under a steal in a block. I believe it was like 0.8 steals, 0.8 blocks, or 0.7, something like that. So just under a steal in a block a game. His shooting splits weren't that good. Uh, 40% from the field as a big man, that's not ideal. 17% from the three, also not ideal. He's supposed to be a big that can stretch the floor. And 86% from the free throw line does show the promise that he is a good shooter and he does have the touch. Um, so that 86% from the three, I mean, free throw line does look good. He struggled from the three, as I just showed with the 17%. Uh, he also struggled turnover wise because they did the, that was an interesting thing. 
they at Char- like Charlotte did something just like Texas. They had times where they were playing him at three and trying to let him handle the ball and everything. And he looked really awkward. It, he looked awkward with the ball in his hand. But like I said, he showed a little promise. Like he showed a little promise to be able to take the like bigs off the dribble. Like he could, he got past the big. He he did always finish, but he could get both past the big. But he still, his handle looked awkward. It looked like he wasn't comfortable with the ball in his hand. Um, Hopefully that develops as his career progresses and everything. He did produce some, you know, a lot of highlights. And he showcased his athleticism. He showcased how he can run the floor. He can run the floor with the best of them. He can jump out of the gym. And he's just, he's, I, that's why I said that fit was going to be perfect with LaMelo. I, I just, I really like it right there because um, I'm starting to, I, I, at first I said he was a Miles Turner type big. And the more and more I watched him, I don't see Miles. I see a lot of John Collins more so because John Collins is about 6'10", is a big that 6'10", but you don't really see him play center. You see him always play the four or you don't ever really see him play the three, but you know, he's playing on the wing. He's playing on the wing rather than as a big. He's a big man that can, you know, space. He's sitting out there to space the floor for the other big to roll and everything. But he's also a high flyer, so when he goes to lane, he can catch crazy dunks and everything like that. Um, not the best rebounder, but rebounds good enough. Not the best defender and shot blocker and everything, but he plays defense good enough. That's where I'm starting to see. After I watch more Kai Jones, I'm starting to see. I can see him in that John Collins role as the power forward. I don't see him really playing the center out there. I see. I think they're going to try him at center at first, but I see him falling more into a power forward role. And I just think that's going to that's gonna look good with LaMelo because you you're going to have um, P.J. Washington. You're going to have what's called Miles Bridges. And then and you have Kai Jones right there running the floor as well. It's just going to be... It's going to be perfect with the highlights and everything. And he showed, he showcased better rebounding because at Texas, I think he only averaged like four a game. Uh, I believe he only averaged about four a game at Texas. Again, playing that six man role and everything. But here he averaged nine a game playing the legit big. Sometimes, like I say, he played three a little bit, but playing a like a traditional big, he averaged about nine a game because that's all about effort. I think rebounding and defense is more about effort and everything and instincts anyway. So, giving that effort and putting in the work to box out, go for the board, track the ball and everything like that. That's all it takes is that extra effort. And he looked like he showcased that he could be a rebounder. Um, But number, wait, I think I'm going to give him I almost moved on without giving him no great. Uh, I think I'm going to give Kai Jones. I want to give him, I think a C plus is too low, but a B minus is too high. So I'm kind of so we're just gonna say C plus B minus because he's like in that room because he didn't play really well but he played good enough to where he can't he shouldn't get a negative grade he could get a passable grade so I'm just gonna leave him right there by the C plus B minus type tier um next at number twenty man man oh man the Hawks got them a good one Jalen Johnson was looking. Fabulous right there with Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson. It was just looking really good. He got, man, man, he was first team all summer league. He was balling out. Six nine positionless player. Like, you know, other people are like, they're just positionless player. That man was playing shooting guard. That man was playing small forward, power forward, center. And they, they, he, he was doing everything. He was playing every position. 
He came out of Duke. And, you know, as a freshman, we all know the little controversy he had because he left early, get ready for the draft and everything. His draft uh, stock tanked because he left early, didn't finish out his career at Duke. If his if he finished out his career at Duke, he probably would have been a top five pick. Well, not top five, top ten pick. Probably would have been around there, a top ten pick, and really got got paid more and really – more people be talking about him, but if they're not talking about him now, I don't know. I don't know what's up because he still, he proved the doubters wrong after this summer league. Um, he averaged 19, nine and a half, two assists, one steal, one block on really good, like efficiency, 57 for 57% from the field, 42 from the three, 82 from the um, free throw line. His splits were really good. He showcased, like I said, the positionless basketball. Like he he has like he is the prototypical NBA player with good size and versatility. Six nine and can do it all. He can he can he can literally do it all. Like I said, moments at the two, moments at the five. He can play nearly any position in every position and stints, like just just different stints. He can play any position. Played solid defense at all the positions. As shooting guard, when he was playing at the guard position, he was guarding guards fine. He wasn't like an elite defender, but he was guarding them above average, like where he could hold his own right there. When they put him at the center, he was holding his own down there. So which shows like he's perfect because this is a this is a switching league. Like the the league today is all about switching and everything. And it, with this being a switchable league. He he fits in perfect. Uh, he looked like a legit top ten pick. Like I said, um, he was good on the boards. Average nine and a half playing like like I said as a shooting guard or like or, or undersized big. He looked really good there. Uh, <coughs> um, showcase his handle. He did turn the ball over a little bit, turning over the ball. You know, trying to make plays, create it off the dribble, everything like that. But other than that, he still looks really good with the ball in his hands. He showcased his ability to space the floor. He like, like I said, he just did it. He did it all. He really just did it all. There's not too many negatives I can say about him besides like the a little bit of the turnovers, like turning the ball over a little bit. But he's just in a tough position, though. As good as he is, and as good as he played, he's in a tough position because he's on a stacked Atlanta roster. Um, the wings are stacked. The bigs are stacked. There's not really much opportunity for him to get playing time. You have John Collins, Oyeka, and Kongu. Um, Clint Capella at the big, so where he you don't really see him getting those minutes as a small ball big. If you want to go small ball big, you can just go on Yeka. You can go John Collins to space the floor and everything. You want to get more spacing. Uh, if you want to put him at the wing and everything, you have Cam Reddish right there. You have uh, what's called Hunter. You have Kevin Herter. You have Gallinari. You have Bogdan. Uh, you you just have a lot of people to where he's not gonna get playing time i know the the hawks owner and their uh basketball the president of basketball operations and everything said that they don't see them bringing everybody back and they're gonna make moves because they don't obviously they don't want to pay everybody trey young's coming up they have to pay they got to pay a lot of people and they don't want to pay everybody so i can see a couple people get moved and if they do get moved then you're gonna see johnson play if they don't get a lot of moves, I just don't see a opportunity for Jalen Johnson to actually get minutes on it. I don't see him getting more than like five minutes here and there every other game, unless by like barring a crazy injury or a trade, he might, he's going to probably spend a lot of time in the G league and not really getting minutes. And it's just, and it's tough to see that, but who knows that might help his development. Uh, number 21. Oh wait, I said a, right? Wait, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, I gotta start remembering my grade. I forget my grades every single time. I'm ready to move on. That man gets an A. An A. No, I think I might want to give him A minus because he's turnovers. He did turn the ball. No, 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 no. We're gonna go with A. 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 First team all summer league. A. As a 20th pick. Yeah, he getting an A. A. Um, number 21, Keon Johnson. Now, Keon Johnson, superb, super crazy athlete, broke the vertical record. Everybody knows who that man is because he was trending because of his crazy athleticism. 6'4", super athlete out of Tennessee. Well, Tennessee begins some athletes. What's old boy that used to, that went there that was just like crazy athlete? Years back, was it Quay Parker? Yeah. They, they Tennessee begins some crazy athletes. But, um... Keon, Keon didn't look too good. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't look too good on the offensive end in his, in this summer league stint. Uh, he averaged about eight points, like a little over eight points, five rebounds, two assists, just under still in a blocky game, horrible shooting splits of 29, 20, 57 shooting splits. Not ideal at all. Um, we knew his offensive game was going to be raw coming in. We, we, we knew it was going to be raw. Um, so it's, it's, it's not like we were expecting him to come out, drop 15 points, shoot 38% from the three or anything like that. We knew his offensive game was going to be raw and that he was you're, you were drafting him based off potential and his defense for right now. And you were just hoping the offense came along eventually. And that's, 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 explain, that's why he slipped. He slipped further than expected because they knew his offensive game was going to be raw. And after five summer league games, it looks like they guessed correctly with him going to need, he's going to need time to sit back. He's going to need time to develop offensively. And that's fine in everything. You just got to be patient with a player like this. Uh, he showed one good, I, I believe it was against Utah. Um, I believe it was against, yeah, I believe it was against Utah. He had one, like, semi-flashy game. I think he had like 21 or something. I believe so. If I'm going off the top of my head, like it's, it's been a couple weeks, so a few weeks. It's been a little while, actually. So I can't, I don't remember everything perfect, but I believe he had 21 against Utah, and that was the one game he actually looked good. He had a few things, threes. I think he had like three or four threes. He looked really good. Uh, defensively, he was supposed to be a ball hawk and everything, but you can see it potentially his defense is going to be there. He had a crazy block. I think that was the Utah game as well. He got a, he had a, he had a crazy block on their big man and it just looked great because his athleticism, his athleticism looked crazy. You saw him being able to be strong, pick up defender. He needs to put on a little more muscle because he's strong, but he needs to put up even more muscle so he can body people even more on the defense. And, um, he didn't look like I just said, like he, he looked, he looked about what you expected. He looked about what you expected, Draft on potential and athleticism. He looked good athletically. He looked good defensively. He just looked awful offensively. So I'm giving about a C because he didn't impress. He didn't not impress. He just played about where you would have seen somebody when you just read off his like like all read off everything or what you expected. This is about where you expected Keon Johnson to be. So um I give him about a C. Number 22, Isaiah Jackson. Kentucky big man, you know, he, he a big, he about 6'11", freshman, but very thin, very thin. I think he weighed in at like 218, 210, something like that. It was really, he's really skinny. He's really, he's really thin. He has to add, he's going to have to work on adding a lot of muscle. Um, You can see he was really skinny because 
He struggled on the boards, bodying people. He got moved out of the way a lot. Um, he only averaged about nine, five point six rebounds, one assist, uh, three blocks, though. That was, that was the best part about it. Um, 42, 14, 75 splits. Um, that, like I said, the rebounding was just gonna it's gonna take with more hustle and more muscle. He needs to he needs to put on some weight so that he can't so the other bigs can't just move him. People can't just move him out the way. He also needs to you know work on other things along with like offensively, defensively though he looked where you were supposed to. He's supposed to be a good defensive big. His defense definitely transferring over. He was second in all of the summer league in blocks with three a game. I don't see him cracking the rotation at all year one, like literally at all. There's, I just don't see a way he can get in the rotation because he's playing behind um, Sabonis and Miles Turner. The Patriots took another big, and it's just like, unless they plan on moving Sabonis, and I hope they move Sabonis rather than Miles Turner because Sabonis – is a good offensive, you know, he can post up traditional big and everything like that, but he hurts them defensively and he stops the ball, but he can dominate in the post. Um, whereas you have Miles Turner, he doesn't need the ball in his hand. He's, he can stretch the floor out, shoot, shoot the three roll. And he blocks a lot of shots and contests a lot of shots, which is why their defense was so good with Miles Turner in. But it's just like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go high offense, high defense? And having a player like, Isaiah Jackson right behind Miles Turner, that would that'd be good You because he learned how to be the prototypical center, like what the ideal center would be with being able to shoot threes and protect the paint while switching and everything like that. That's the only way I see Isaiah Jackson getting minutes is if they move Sabonis or maybe they move Miles Turner. I don't. They seem to want to go with this double big lineup, so I don't see them moving either one of them, but who knows what's going to go on throughout the season. Like I said, he's gonna he Isaiah Jackson was just a really good defensive. He was he showed a lot of defensive promise. It's just his offense is extremely shaky. Doesn't look good at all. It just he tried he tried to show you the improved shot, but he shot really poorly. The offense is it's not to the point where it's unplayable. Because a lot of people on social media were trying to make it seem like he was basically unplayable offensively because he was like that bad. He couldn't space the floor. He was missing a lot around the rim and everything. But I don't think he was unplayable. I think it's good enough to where he can play, but bad enough to where you don't want to give him any shots if possible. If you can avoid it, you don't want to let let him take any shots or anything. You just want him to be out there on the defensive end. So I give him about a C plus because he, 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 unlike he, he was what we expected, but he was a little more, a little, a little more. Like he played well defensively. Like I said, second in blocks showcase that he tried to showcase his offensive ability. It just didn't work out. So I give him a C plus. I think that's a fair grade to give him. Um, Number 23, Uzma Garuba. Uh, Garuba, you know, came out of Real Madrid, you know, six eight six nine defensive big. I was really high on him. I really like the fact that he's with the Rockets. Um, they got a lot of scorers and a lot of offensive players. So somebody else to be there to be that defensive Draymond Green type player. Like, I'm not saying he's Draymond Green because he doesn't have the playmaking. He doesn't have all the other things Draymond has. But a, I meaning in the way like the Draymond Green where you need that defensive player around all your score you need that anchor you need somebody like that so Garuba's gonna be holding it down there um he got to the summer league late because he came he was coming back obviously from playing in the olympics so he only played the last three games 
his 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 splits his numbers aren't going to jump off the like the charts for you. They're not going to jump off the page for you. Uh, he only averaged four points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, a little under a blocking game on bad splits, 33-0-40 shooting splits. But then again, he's not there for offense. He's there for defense. But his offensive splits were really bad. So um, offensively, he's never going to be he's never going to be the guy that do X, Y, and Z. You know, run your offense through. Never going to be the guy that go give you 15 points, 20 points, anything like that. His offensive numbers are going to be ugly early on, and it's just that's just how it's going to be. He as a big, he was getting two steals a game rebounding well contesting shots i still i just like his fit alongside of what's called the rest of the houston rockets roster so i i I like garuba i can't i'm trying to i'm trying to not sound biased because i've already said i'm a really big fan of him and so i'm trying not to golly because it's gonna sound biased but i'm not trying to say i'm biased i just like garuba i'm gonna give him a b moving on to the next one uh, we gotta move a little faster. Golly, I be when I be getting into these these talks, I always I always have a plan early on. I come in here and I be like, okay, uh, bring up a chart, and I'm like, okay, of everybody's like names and everything. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna talk about him, 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 him. All right, cool. I'm gonna talk about the. I just bring up a little thing. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about those things. I only want to talk about them for about this amount of time. It never works. I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'm only supposed to talk about him for three minutes. Ten minutes later, I'm still chatting. So I, I never stick to my schedule. I never take a break when I'm supposed to take a break either. Uh, it's a bad habit. But anyways, moving on to the next Rockets player at number 24, Josh Christopher. Now, if you see me on social media, you will know I was the hardest on Josh Christopher critique-wise. I slandered him. I talked bad about him. But I actually like Josh Christopher a lot. I just didn't like some of his decision making. Uh, he's a six five guard out of Arizona State. Has some has some good averages. Averages seventeen four four one. His assist to turnover ratio wasn't good. It was almost a one. And he was playing the point guard position. So you know, so let me say he almost has averaged as many turnovers as he did assists. His shooting splits weren't good. 38-18-78 shooting splits. Wasn't ideal, but he looked really good defensively. So where he struggled shooting-wise, he made up for on the defensive end. Uh, I did not like what I saw him playing point guard position. He, I know the Rockets try to keep putting him at the point guard position, but he is not a point guard. He is a two. We cannot play him at the point guard position because while he was out there at the point guard position with Singoon and Green, like while they were all on the court, he routinely looked them off looking for his own shot, trying to force his own shot, and it just it, it looked it looked really bad at times it was necessary like the Pistons game where they were they made a note to lock in on Jalen Green they were doubling him making his life a living hell that's situational they're like okay they're taking away your top two options then you can go in there because they're making a focus but those that first game those other games where they're not focusing on Green and you're just out there trying to score instead of looking for your other two scorers your other two draft picks before you that were supposed to be scorers I, I just don't like that i like his confidence i like his confidence because he 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 said he believes he's the best player on the court at all times but you have to come in realization sometimes that you're not you can go in there with that confidence but if your shot's not falling you got to look for the other person you can't be looking off Jalen green go look for your shot 
when you're shooting 38% from the field and 18% from the three, you can't be looking off Sengun posting up because you're trying to get your own shot when, again, you're shooting 38%, 18% right there. Uh, I just didn't like him at the point. Like I said, at a two guard where he didn't have the ball in his hands the most and creating to where he just decided everything and he went to go find his own shot, then I liked him. I just don't like him with the ball in his hands too much if he's going to be playing like that. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits along Jalen Green and KPJ in the actual season. I think, like I said, his defense looked really good. He, he looked really, really good defensively. Uh, I when I was listening, I was listening to Chad Ford and them talk about, it, and they even compared him to Lou Dort. They were saying he could be a Lou Dort type player with his defense. I was like, I can see that. I can see the Lou Dort in him because he's a really good. He, he's a tough. He's a strong defender. He's a he's a big strong guy. You saw a lot of times he was just picking people up. He was he was hounding um, ball handlers and everything like that. So he looked good defensively. So I think he'd be better in that six man position where, since he wants to lead the offense and he wants to, he's a true scorer, not a true facilitator. Let him run that second offense, that second unit, and just go out and try to get his bucket and see where it goes from there. If he's not good playmaking wise, get a secondary point guard, have them run the offense, and let him just try to focus on scoring and playing defense. If he can carve out a niche and play tough nose defense and with the potential, not always, with the potential of breaking out scoring-wise but not always looking for your shot, I think he'd be a good third player right there beside Jalen Green and um, KPJ because he has the size. So you have, I think that'd be a good unit in the future, whether it be Jalen Green, KPJ, Josh Christopher, Garuba, and Singun, they they got they drafted their future starting five if everything works out perfectly. You have a lot, you have the facilitating and scoring from KPJ, you have the scoring from Jalen Green, you have the scoring and defense from Josh Christopher, defense from Garuba, and the scoring, rebounding, and all-around play from Singun. <clears throat> I just think that'd be a perfect team, like a perfect young unit. Let them grow together, move Christian Wood eventually, get get some more assets, get some more future draft picks and everything like that. And I just think that'd be a good, good fit. Like, so I, I think I just think he'd be a good he'd be a good person or player with if he can open up and accept that role. But if he can't, then I don't like him in Houston because if he needs if he wants to be the scorer and wants to be one of the go to guys, there's just too many people in Houston. There's too many scorers in Houston, better scorers in Houston than him to where he's not going to be able to accept that, that he's not going to be able to get the shots he wants, get the playing time he wants, if that's the kind of player he wants. So, I, But I still give Josh Christopher a B because, like I said, his defense everything else was good. It's just a lot of his decision-making was bad. So I give him a B. <coughs> Number 25, Quentin Grimes. Uh, I, must, I, gave him, I gave him an A- at first. But then I took away his name minus, and I'll tell you his grade um, shortly. He's a 6'5 guard out of Houston, older prospect, came out as a junior. Um, he should be expected to help the Knicks early. The Knicks took Obi Toppin last year, another older prospect. Uh, Quentin Grimes, good scorer, good shooter. He did what he was drafted to do. He did what he was drafted and expected to do. He was expected to put the ball in the basket, and he shot well. He defended well. He looked overall good. He averaged 15, 6, and 3 on 41, 41, 67 splits. He looked really good as advertised, actually better than advertised. So I just give him a B plus, like B plus. I think I was going to give him an A minus, but I was like, no, that's a little too high. Give him a B plus because he did what he was supposed to do. Not much else to say about him after that. Um, What's called Highland, Bones, Bucket, 
at number 26. You already know the bucket getter himself, Bones, 6'3 guard out of VCU. Uh, it was said in Uncle Drew, the game is about getting buckets. And buckets is what he got. The game is about getting buckets. And this man was one of the top bucket getters out there. Average 23 and 5 on 46, 47, 6 and a half, um, what's called shooting splits. Man, he's a bucket getter, good shooter, better shot creator, tough shot taker and tough shot maker. Average defense won't ever be a, you know, great defender or anything like that. I just don't see that in a... He just, I see him as the perfect six man. Lou Will, Jamal Crawford esque. Like somebody like that, that is, that is bones because he's just somebody to come in, get a spark, get a bunch of buckets and do his thing. Just get, put the ball in his hands and he will come out with the bucket. And I just think he landed in the right spot over there in Denver because Murray's still coming back from an injury. Denver doesn't need a point guard or a guard that can play, make, and facilitate. Bones isn't the guard you want if you want him to facilitate and everything. He's going to be a scorer. On that Denver offense, their guards are scorers. Look at Jamal Murray, a scorer. The other guards are scorers. They are or scorers or defenders or whatever. They're not playmakers. You have Jokic, the best, the greatest passing big man of all time. Um, maybe Sabonis could have gave him a run for his money if he came to the league earlier. But Jokic is the greatest passing big man. Or And... Had to give Bill Walton his credit too, but nah, Jokic top three passing big man of all time, and so you don't need another guard as a facilitator. So you have Jokic facilitating, so he just has to go out there, be ready to score, be ready to get buckets, and that's what he can do. So Bones, I give him an A minus because he was a bucket getter. He did what he he did. He just he just looked really good out there. Uh, number twenty seven, Cameron Thomas, six uh, four combo guard out of LSU. You know, I was just talking about buckets. And buckets is what I was talking about. And if I'm going to be speaking about the buckets, this might be the only guy to give Jalen Green a run for his money as the top scorer in this draft as a bucket getter. He led the entire summer league in scoring with 27 a game, had 27-2-2-1 on 42-36-84 shooting splits, summer league co-MVP, Man, that man severely outplayed his draft position. He went out there and was a bucket getter. The only, only, only negative I have is that's all he can do is bucket get. He's an elite scorer, and he is a really good scorer, a really elite scorer, but he can't do anything outside of scoring. He wasn't good rebounding. He wasn't good. He's not going to be a playmaker for you. He's not that good of a defender. He's just going to go out there. And score. So he can pick it up defense, like I said, that's hustle wise and everything like that. But he's just gonna go out there and score the basketball. Cause that's 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 what he's that's what he's there to do. He's there to score the ball and he can do that really well. But he's going to a team in the Brooklyn Nets who already have three of the top eight scorers in the NBA, along with a bunch of other good players that will need the ball in their hands before he gets the ball in his hand. So he will have to improve in other places before they like to make the raw, make the rotation, but he could be a good, another good six man type player, and like the Lou Will, Jamal Crawford, Jordan Clarkson type player. I see him as a he could be another player like that. Just come in, explodes, gets a lot of buckets, and that's just be his niche. And like that's just what he does. He comes in there and scores buckets. I give him an A because he balled out. I can't give the co MVP. I can't not give the you no know, A plus. I gave other people A pluses. So I can't give the co MVP. No, I can't give him an A plus because he didn't do anything else besides score. A, A. He can get an A. Um, 
what's called uh who who what, what pick are we at because yeah Cameron thomas that was 27 uh 28 we have Jaden springer um Jaden springer you know another guard out of tennessee uh didn't look too great offensively offensively he looked really bad looked really really bad uh he finished with 11 2 2 and um one still a game on 38 13 16 shooting splits which is really bad uh we knew the shot was going to need to develop as he was you know he was more known as a slasher that could drive and kick and when the defense collapsed but he struggled a lot he struggled a lot in that last that he struggled a lot when it came to scoring the basketball he was driving he wasn't finishing well around the rim he missed a lot of layups and close jumpers um he shot poorly from the three but we like i said we knew the shot was going to develop what he needed what he was good for was driving to kick him he was driving but his legs weren't falling he was and so he that took away from his kicking ability and everything else because he's not he's not a scoring threat um so he looked he looked really bad offensively defensively he looked strong showing his two-way potential he looked like he could you know be an above average score while being a really good defender i think that last game he dropped 21 as well he dropped 21 in his last game he balled out he did he did really good so he showed you he could be an above average score but other than that he's going to be really there for his defense uh i give him about a c plus um then we got deron sharp uh 6'11 freshman out of north carolina had you know okay Eight, eight, one assist, half a steal in a blocky game on 46-0-60 shooting splits. Um, his shot isn't what everybody thought it was going to be. He was primarily an inside the paint scorer. He showed flashes of space in the floor at college so that they thought people thought he was going to space the floor better in the summer league. Uh, but he couldn't make a single jumper. He, he was very he was struggling jumper-wise across the board. So uh, that tanked his field goal percentage as well because he was shooting jumpers. He just wasn't hitting them. So that ability to space the floor that he showed flashes of in college doesn't look like it necessarily transferred translated yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to because it's only the summer league. We still have the whole NBA season. We still, these players still have this time in between the actual season start to work on their game and get ready for the actual season. Um, defensively, he looks solid as a rebounder, looks solid as a defender. He, the only complaint about him too, is he looked, he doesn't look like, he's a big guy. He's a big, I think he was like 260 pounds or something like that. He's a big guy. He doesn't look like he's going to be one of those bigs that's going to switch a lot on the pick and roll. But if you need bigs to like guard post up players, like I was talking about Sabonis earlier, and, or somebody like Embiid or some like back to basket bigs, uh, I think he'd be a really really good defender because he can he can block and alter a lot of shots. He showcases rim protection in the summer league. I just I it worries me about the pick and roll because they say he has quick feet, and I'm just going bad. Like there's like he quit. He, they say he got quick feet, but from what I was watching, I just don't. I don't see it translating because the uh, the guards in the NBA are much much faster, much much better than what he saw in summer league, and I just don't see him being that good of a switchable defender. Who knows? A lot, like I said, a lot of things can change. His instincts can take over to where he doesn't have to necessarily be the most athlete athletic, but his instincts can take over. So who knows? Um, number thirty. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name too. Uh, Aldama, so Santi Aldama, 
Six Eleven Big didn't play well at all. I don't even really. This is how we're ending the podcast. He does. He who who he didn't play well. Oh, I did. I give sharper grade sharper C plus. Going back to Aldomino, the scouts were right when they were worried the lower competition, like the lower competition, inflated his stats. He looked bad. He looked overwhelmed. There was not much positive you could take out of his summer league performance. A lot of people during the draft said he was a reach, but I'm like the 30th pick. How can a 30th pick be a reach if it's just the second round next? But when you start seeing, when I talk about some of the second rounders and the second round prospects, you will see why they say he was a reach. But there was a lot of second rounders that outplayed him. He didn't look good at all. Six seven two splits. 18 and a half. Oh, you know, 18. Yeah, it was 18 and a half or 18.6, 18.7. It sounded like the 18, um, 10, 70 shooting splits. That's awful. A 6'11 big man shooting 18% from the field. He tried to shoot the ball and space the floor 10% from three point line. Did not work. I will have to give him a D minus. <clears throat> and I'm going to give him a D minus. A lot of people I saw, and a lot of people I was reading up on, they gave him Fs. They gave him a straight up, flat out F. I don't I don't want to give him an F because an F is somebody that just looked like they just didn't belong. That's 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 what an F looks like. They just don't belong. He looked like he still belonged. He just looked like he was taken higher than he should have been. He doesn't look he doesn't look like he should have been this 30th pick. So I'm gonna give him a D minus. I don't really have much else to say about him, but I've been rambling on long enough. I'm already 15 minutes over my designated time. What I said I was going to, I said I was going to stop at a certain point and I'm already 15 minutes over where I said I was going to stop. So this has been another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out.